asking, how many people enjoy cleaning up? How many people like a yard sale? Now, I'm going to ask you two parts of that question. How many people love yard sales? I like a good yard sale as long as it's not mine. Oh, my goodness, man. Have you, has anybody, I mean, we, we could talk about this all day. Have you ever had a yard sale experience that just haunts you? I just thought about this when we were getting ready to go. I said, i got to share this. I remember one time Denise had all this stuff out and all these things, and I had an old toolbox, you know. Actually, it was kind of a new toolbox, but it had a lot of odds and ends. And I said, well, yeah, yeah this, this, we need to make room. So I put it out there, and the guy's like, so I don't know, man. I'd like to help you out on that. I know you want $1.50 for it. Could you take a dollar? <laughs> sure. Not a problem. I don't want to stop the whole wheel going around over 50 cent. He said, well, that's good. He said, I really don't need all this stuff. And he dumped out all the nails and all the stuff in my driveway and said, I appreciate that. Here's your dollar. And I thought, we will never do this again. <laughs> never do this again. You know, you just get some, some crazy. So you meet people. Oh, I mean, they're looking in your windows and everything else. They're like this. Uh, you put on there and say, it's going to start at 8, 8 o'clock. Hey, y'all got any fishing rods up in there? It's 630. He didn't say no early birds. Well, guess what? We don't have a problem with early birds at church. We don't have a problem with anything. Come on in. So if you guys couldn't make it today, I hope you can make it next week. Sometimes we got to, to look, look in the mirror and just look in the closet and just see what's going on. And that's what I want to talk about. Has anybody got a closet like that that you can point to somebody if it's not you? I have a garage like that. See, when we, and Denise usually on the summertime, she's got projects. Guys, help me out here. No, I'm, I'm, it's getting lonely. How many know if a guy's got a project, just saying, most of the time, if a guy's got a project, a guy's got a project. If mama got a project, you got a project too. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Everybody going, I ain't, I ain't never seen that man before. Yeah, because you got to join in. And that's good. That's all good. But I, I'm going to give you a little tip. I found out if I can give portions of time aside, I'll do whatever you want me to do from 8 to 12. Then I'm tapping out. That works good at our house. But I ain't so sure. She's like, what, what is the daylight savings time? <laughs> but I'm thankful that she does the bulk of it because I tell you, I'm not real good with getting lists and things all straight. That's why my garage looks like that. And you know what? We are so blessed in the, in the United States. We have so much. And let me tell you something else that we have. We have so much God. We have so much God. You know, we're just singing about our history with God, and nothing can separate us from the love of God. I'm going to tell you what, when everything's going rocking in your boat and everything else, you remember that. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. And that's where I'm walking today. So I want to encourage you guys with that. But we're going to have some fun with this message. How many know that you can be a Christian and still have fun? I tell you what, boy, I've seen people, they've got to have those, okay, praise the Lord. No, man, I'm saved. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law, boy. I don't got no pickle face. I got Jesus. And I want to tell everybody about him, you know. I don't care if they're crooked or not. I do clean them. I smile. Jesus, bring it on. So with that being said, I, I want to take a little look in here. You know, I was thinking about, we got uh, trick-or-treat coming up and different things like that. You know, it's a crazy time of year for some things. But I got saved on Halloween night in 1995 because people went outside of the church to tell me about Jesus. Let me tell you, you don't have to wait till trick or treat. Wow. Wow, can we? That's pretty cool. I'm really not Millie Vanilli, that was me. <laughs> Evidently, y'all needed to hear that twice. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you what, I had guitar chords coming loose over there, other things coming on. It don't make no difference. You're still going to get the message. So that's good stuff. Do your stuff, guys. You, you're awesome. Hey, I do want to take a minute to thank the guys behind the scenes. There is so much going on with the cameras and the this and the putting back and forth and all this stuff. I don't know how they do it, but they do it, so that's good. Maybe we just need to clean up some of them wires I had pulled over there the other day. That's probably on me. But we're going to keep on rolling. So, you know, a lot of times when you start think, cleaning your closet, you ever think about the skeletons in your closet? <laughs> Woo, don't run for office. <laughs> don't run off. They're going to bring them out and probably make a few more there, right? But here's the good thing. We're covered in the blood of the Lamb. Now, now, there's something freeing about that because I'm not that old guy anymore. 
The Bible says any man being Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. And, and so if you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, guess what? He said, I make it new. I set you in the family of God. You are mine. You are chosen. You can come boldly to the throne of grace because of what God has done for you. Is anybody excited about that? Because not only did he just clean us, he renewed us. He set us out. We have a new life in him. I'm not willing to live the same old way that I did before. I don't need to be depressed. I don't need to have my, my shovel lip. I don't need to be in doubt. Now, don't think I don't ever get waves of that because the enemy just like he's trying to do stuff now, right? But guess what? I got a secret for you. I read the whole Bible. Took me a long time. Guess what? We'll give you a tip. We win. We win. We got victory in Jesus, man. So you don't have to get to the end to figure that out. I'm telling you already, we're going to walk with him each and every day. But, you know, there's a lot of times in, in, in cleaning things up and, and looking around. Um, it's just not the funnest thing to do. I mean, I can't think of us like, man, I can't wait to this Saturday, man. I'm going to clean my garage. Oh, man, I'm going, whoo, yeah. I'm going to get rid of all that stuff and everything else. You know, it's kind of the same way in our life. Sometimes we have to make a spiritual inventory and use this right here God's word to show us what we need to take out what we need to leave in what we need to share this thing is amazing God's word is living and, and see here's the thing we're not supposed to change God's word God's word is what changes us somebody say amen that's the whole deal amen so we keep on looking into the things and we say lord what is it that you want me to do how do you want me to to work in this thing and i'm going to go ahead and give you our scripture we got some great scriptures that the lord gave me as i was pulling this together this week and and i want to start with this this is my dad's probably favorite scripture and i i thought about that i said man pops you working it today i press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of god in christ jesus and you say well man how, how what are you talking about that Every time I read this scripture, I think about my dad. The last day my dad was on earth, I said, Dad, tell me something. Give me some words of wisdom. He said, press on. He told me, he says, son, dying is not the hard part if you know Jesus. Living sometimes is difficult. But see, even difficult, even living doesn't have to be difficult all the time. And I'm not minimizing anybody's thing, but we're living our life with Jesus and we get to rest in Jesus, and we get to see the best of Jesus. Amen? So that's what I hope today. As we go through this, we're going to press on. We're going to keep on rolling. So keep that right there. If you want to underline that in your Bibles or whatever, that's good. But i got some more scriptures I want to talk to you about. So I'm going to break this thing out in really three sections. And what I want to do today is, is talk about cleaning not only the garage, maybe, if that pertains to you, but really cleaning our heart. I'm talking about a spiritual cleansing. Going back and getting God's word out and realigning our life. I mean, I, I need to do that daily, hourly. How about you guys? But you know what? I don't do it with the news. I don't do it with what everybody else says. I don't do it with the trends. I do it with God's word. I try to listen and, and make those adjustments. But you know, a lot of times we can get some negative stuff going on. Anybody ever hear any negativity out there? You ain't got no TV, do you? I know you have. How about this? We need to watch our words. We need to watch our words. And you know, whether, whether you like it or not, there's really so much truth about that. And how many know this? What comes out your mouth says a lot about what's in your heart. It really does. Now, people, they can, that, that's, here, here, young folks, or, or folks, that's why you date for a while. Even if you knew, I knew that Denise was the one for me. It took her a year to realize that I was the one for her. <laughs> but I didn't give up, right? So we've got to watch our words. And I, and I tell you, it's really a good pulse rate on what's in your heart. Have you, ever, have you ever really thought about how you respond to people? You know, a lot of times, and I don't want to tip my hand too far, we're going to talk about this. I think a lot of times we think if, if we're humble that we're weak. That's not the case at all. We'll get into that in a minute. We think if we're quiet, we'll get pushed over. There's probably a, a certain amount of that. But I'm going to tell you what. You stand firm. And you stand in your faith. And you speak when God tells you to speak. And you listen when God tells you to listen. You will never come up short. Amen. That's what I want to talk about today. Let's keep on rolling. Got some more scriptures for us to look at. Ephesians 4, 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. 
but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What do you most commonly see these days? Do you see people speaking things that are helpful in building others up according to their needs? It's pretty much according to the person speaking's needs. You ever notice that? I'm not going to get political on you or anything else, but I'm going to tell you what, I ain't never been so sick of TV in my life when they start coming on stuff. There is no unity most anywhere. It's terrible. The Lord is about unity. Church, we need to unify. We need to be standing on the promises of God. We don't need to be looking left, looking right, back, anything else. We need to be looking to the Lord. What else have we got up here? So that it may benefit those who listen. I pray if you're tuning in today and you're here today, that you listen with your heart. Listen past, buddy. Listen, listen to the word of God. Listen to what the spirit of the Lord is showing you. And, and, and step into that because I want to encourage you in the word of the Lord today. I see so much trash talking. I see so many things. Now, here's something that's pretty amazing to me. We've had the privilege to do the live stream for a while now. <clears throat> I mentioned this before. We usually log in about 35 to 40 hours of watch time a week. That's a praise right there. God, God bless the, the, the situation there. And, and that's cool. What is amazing to me is when I go somewhere, I do a funeral or something like that, or if I go to, uh, uh, what do we just have with the food here? Seafood Fest. Good, you guys are winning. That's one point for this side. Okay, seafood. If you go there to go, hey, I know you're, you're, you're the preacher guy. You're the Facebook preacher guy. And, I, and that's cool. I, I don't care that they know me. I hope they're getting the message. What amazes me is that you'll have 40 hours of people watching this and you have a handful of people sharing it. Come on now. I appreciate when you share it. But see, why wouldn't you share it? If you're going to glean from it and you're going to sit there and watch it, then evidently there was some value in there for you. If there's some value in there for you, and you're thinking of others, wouldn't you share it? Not, I'm not, I, just, I just think that's interesting. I like looking at stats and statistics and all that. Now, let's, go, let's bring it on in a little closer. How about us? We've got the gospel. We've got the word of the Lord. We know that when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, that we are secured, we're saved, we've been redeemed, set in the family. Wouldn't you want to share that with somebody? Well, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to offend nobody. I got news for you. Guess what? The gospel is offensive. <gasps> it is. See, the gospel looks you right in the eye and says you need Jesus when you think you don't, maybe. The gospel tells you this is the standard and you ain't got it. That's the truth. But it's good to know where you can get it. We qualify in Christ only. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And see, that's what I, I get. I talk to some people, what they're trying to work their way to heaven and everything. Well, how much you got to do to get to heaven? How much you got to give to get to heaven? You can't give enough. You can't do enough. You can't be enough. But you can receive the one that will come into your life and forgive you of your sin. You can receive the gift of eternal life through the death, burial, and shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ who rose on the third day. Somebody say amen. I tell you what, you can preach the gospel all day long. It never gets old because it's the power unto salvation. Let's keep going. Look at this. I'm helping somebody today. I think it's me. Here we go. Ephesians 4.31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Whoo. Guess what? If we did that, there'd probably be a whole lot less chatter, wouldn't it? Because what I usually see is a bunch of bitterness. What I hear, not, not always, but think about that. Then you start thinking about bitterness. It's a hostility that builds up. Have you ever hung around somebody and they're all tight and this and that? And next thing you know, you're going like this. Man, I got to go over here. You like being around somebody that's calm, peace, peaceful, things like that? Because where you're at and what you do can wear off on you if you're not careful. That's why it's good to spend time in God's word and with God's people. So when we go out in the world to, to share the gospel, that we're deeply rooted in the truth of the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
That's why we got to clean the closet. That's why we got to purge a few things out from time to time. Because we get, here you go, you ever heard of stinking thinking, man? And we start turning around and we start following the things of the world instead of the things of the word. So what else? What about the wrath, man? Another name for wrath is madness. There is madness in the world right now. You know what's amazing? I'll be honest with you, said when I was coming up, before I got really walking with the Lord, and I'm not hating on anybody having a Halloween party, whatever, you know what? Whatever. Spend so much time, so much time on that, and not spend things on, on something that's positive. Things I knew, things, this is before I was walking with the Lord, we would have a Halloween party, I'd have 83 to 87 people in my house. I had a small house. And, was, and I had less stuff when they left. I don't know if it was breaking, stolen, whatever. We had a party one time, and I went to the bathroom and come out, and they brought a, a, they brought a casket in my living room. I said, like, go! Oh. I wasn't always a preacher. I'm just telling you. I said, like, I mean, crazy stuff. I was like, what are we doing here? See, what's funny is, I was talking to a guy the other day, and uh, his name was Drew. And I was sharing some some gospel with him and stuff like that and we were talking a little bit and uh, I saw him the next day and I told him I said well man I don't always a preacher man I, I can relate to some of this here and this there you know sometimes God will, will use the very thing you think that disqualifies you to help you later on in life you know what I mean and thank God that the people came outside the church to tell me about Jesus so so Drew comes in the next day and he got a new haircut had a fade over there I said Drew got a new do he said yes I did See, I didn't know if Drew was listening to me the night before when I was talking to him about the gospel and having faith and putting our faith and trust in the Lord. And, and when things even look tough, we just got to keep on trusting. And as Drew turned around to leave, he said, you know, you just got to have faith. You got to believe. He said, a mullet-headed preacher told me that. How? And left. <laughs> I said, yeah, he was listening. He was listening. You know, you don't think, you think, well, I'm busy and this and a lot of stuff going on in your life. You ain't got time to do this. But I'm going to tell you, every time that you take time to, to walk in that nudge and, and put a seed of the gospel down, God is faithful to his word. Amen. Even when you don't feel like it, even when you're tired, even when there's madness going around, there's wrath, anger, clamor, and slander. Man, there's so much slandering and tearing down these days. There's so much wickedness and everything today. And anger and irritation. You can just feel it sometimes, man. You go into a situation. We like things fast now, don't we? Everybody ever noticed that? We, we like it fast. You turn around. You remember before there was fast food when they first came out with fast food? How many people remember Burger Chef? The Burger Chef, right? Okay, the fast food wasn't fast enough, right? What we had to do? Had to put a drive-thru in. Yeah. Go to Chick-fil-A. Now you got two drive throughs Got people running along your side. You out on 171 and go, can I take your order? <laughs> I do got to tell you this. I love a milkshake. And I, I think Chick-fil-A has some of the best ones. And the ice cream's good. And, and I knew that me and my buddy were going to lunch a lot. And, man, we, we, go, we might go to lunch here. And we'd end up at Chick-fil-A. And we come in. we get a big ice cream stop. And you know that it's time to cut back. When you're on 171, that main road. And we're stopped, and we're eating that ice cream, getting ready to go back to work. And this guy pulls up and he goes, hey. I said, yeah. He said, can you guys tell me where the buffet is, the Chinese buffet is? <laughs> we were like, over there. We drove on. My buddy said, why do you think he asked us? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I guess he just. I know he said, look at them guys eating and everything, hanging out. We're happy, waving to people, got stuff on, swatting bugs out of the ice cream. Yeah, hey, it's right over there. It's right over there. Yeah. People are watching. People are checking. So what's got to go? Sometimes we got to, what's got to go is sometimes we need to change our sights, change our appetite for the things of the world. And let God cleanse that in our life to have an appetite for the things of the world. I'm not preaching against milkshakes. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this. We don't even realize sometimes, you know, how far we can drift. How far we can we just start floating over to the side. We don't realize how much clutter gets in our life. We don't even realize how our language changes. Man, have you, you get saved and it takes a while sometimes for your mouth to get saved. 
My mouth didn't get saved the same day I did. But my wife helped me with that. She said, there's got to be like nine million other words you can use besides that. I go, probably. So now when you go somewhere and somebody's talking to them, you're going, right? You're not better than them. You just change your appetite, right? You're going, I remember driving to lunch one day, right? And I saw sure this one, you had a big guy. You know the big, tough guys, they got to be big and tough, don't they? So they got to talk tough. He's in the back. That's when I had my, my four, my, my four-door car, we're going, I'm driving. And I hear this guy, yakada, yakada, yakada. I look in that rear view mirror. Everybody in the truck's going, oh, look. My buddies that don't normally pray start to pray because they know what's going to happen. <laughs> they know what's going to happen. And I'm thinking, I was that same guy. You know, I'm not going to beat him up. So we're driving, and we get down to Renz Road because, you know, we were going to a little slice of heaven down there when they had Bubba's. I miss Bubba's. Oh, Bubba's was good. We're driving down there. Hey, the guys I work with, we took pieces of bubbles and took it home with us. Like that. Took a little piece of the boy. We're like, bubbles is gone. Anyway, y'all don't know. You're all right. It's a great place to eat. So we get down there and we're driving, and here he goes. I think there's a little bitterness. I think there's a little wrath. There's a little anger, clamor, slander. Whoo! Time I got there by Miss George's house, I said, hey! He said, yeah. I said, you kiss your mom with them same lips? Talking all that trash? You could have heard a pin. He said, did I say something? <laughs> I said, what about the last four miles? I said, man, I don't really need to hear that, man. I still love you, brother, but I said, I don't need to hear that. He said, oh, we got there, he's just eating a sandwich. I said, I'm not coming down on you, man, but I'm just saying. The word says we don't need to be around that. We don't need to be doing that. Hey, encourage people. You know what? Good guy. But here's the thing. He, he was so much in the world, he didn't even realize that he was feasting on the world so much instead of the word. But see, things start changing from the inside out. So sometimes we need to let some of those things go, amen? We need to get that out of the system because we want the things of God to be shining through. See, people don't know what's going on in your life if you give them a bunch of signals. Yeah, you turn around, you, 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 you live in a certain way on Sunday, and Monday they go, is that you? Oh, man, we get to Thursday. That's why we have Bible study on Tuesday, because I, I need it before Wednesday. How about y'all? <laughs> I need it before Wednesday, right? We laugh and we have a good time and everything else. Man, I'm just hitting the facts of life. There's things that we need to look at in our life, and I'm preaching to me too. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? So, so there's things that we've got to let go. There's things you can share. You ever go through your closet, you find something, well, maybe this is something somebody might want. It's the same, you know, there's things that God puts in us that we should be uh, sharing. How about this? What about the gospel? What about the gospel? The life-changing message of Christ. Look what it did for you. You were lost, now you're found. You were in sin and entangled in that, but you were forgiven. And so now we can share that message. I like people to know about Jesus. I love people to know about Jesus. Because if you reject Jesus, guess what? Guess what's left? Only thing left is, is hell, Right? People say, oh, you think you're better than anybody? Uh, no, but I think I'm better off, off than I was before. Then I know Jesus. How about you? I'm better off. I've had the Lord come into my life and forgive me of my sin, past, present, and future. How about you? Not just me. It's available for everybody. That's the gospel. The gospel means good news. Why would you not share the good news? Right? You know why I think some people don't share the good news? Well, I'm not a preacher. Well, I was sharing a long time before I was preaching. You're sharing something. Let me tell you something. Your life is sharing something one way or the other. Might as well be the gospel. Shine for him. Look at this. I was going to say one reason I think people don't want to share the gospel is because they're afraid when Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Monday, Sunday, all that gets here. But it, if their light's not shining as bright as it was, then they say, well, I'm a hypocrite. Guess what? We got room for more. We all miss it. Just get back on. Get, jump back in. It, it wasn't like God said, oh, I'm going to save you and you'll never sin again. That's why he tells you, as far as the east is to the west, I'm not encouraging sin. That's not what I'm saying. I'm encouraging us to step up, step in, and rely on God each day so that God can continue to transform us. That's why we're looking at what can we share out of that, the gospel message. 
the gospel message. That's the best message going. What about this? How about can you share his grace? Last week we talked about grace. God's unearned, unmerited favor. You see, sometimes God will stretch you and he'll want you to share his grace with folks that maybe you didn't want to share grace with. Right? Not to be trampled over anything else, but he desires for us to be a mirror of Christ. And you are going to take Christ somewhere that I don't go. And she's going to take Christ somewhere I don't go. She's going to take Christ somewhere I don't go. But God will go with you and God will help you and God wants you to, to, to turn around and share the good news. Man, Every situation is a little different each time. But God never changes. Things change in an instant. I can tell you this. In the last week, my life has been like this. Woo-hoo! And many people here. It's life. Life changes. Christ never changes. In this world, the things change in an instant. Isn't it good to hold on to somebody? The one and only that never changes. Bank counts go up. Bank counts go down. Stock market goes up. If you follow what I do, it usually goes down. I'm I'm telling the guys at work, if y'all got a team that you don't want to win, let me vote for them. Everybody I pull for done hit the mat, boy. ODU! Boom! I still keep going, though. uh, How about them dolphins? Yeah, that's that's what I said. How about them skins? That'll keep you praying, right? Are they doing anything? Well, good thing I ain't pulling for them. <laughs> she said, they're doing good. I said, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. And I say that because in life, sometimes things don't go the way that we want them to. But God's grace and mercy is amazing. And here's something that tops it all, God's love. What about that? We can share his love. God's love looks different through us on different situations. Sometimes it's holding the door for somebody. How about it's praying for somebody? How about sending somebody a text? How about somebody say, hey, man, I've been praying for you. Got a lot of that this week. I appreciate all that. How about it's just listening to somebody? Sometimes, how about this? Maybe it's giving them some godly counsel. I said godly counsel. A lot of times I'm finding out people love to give counseling, but it might be their counseling. Yeah. I don't need need to give anybody buddy's best. I, I... desire to give you God's best. That's when, when somebody's getting married or something like that. I said, look, look let's center it on, on the Bible. I often think, how many people spend the same amount, if not more time, on their marriage than they do on the ceremony? Did y'all hear what I said? I'm going to tell you, I do some weddings sometimes. The family is almost divided before you get up there and say, I do. They say, I wish you would. Right? Aunt Sally ain't singing, sitting with Uncle Joe and somebody's third time removed over here. And, and, and. So me and Denise, we fixed that. We got married 15 minutes. Just another piece. I came outside. I told my buddy, I said, hey, man, guess what? I said, we just got married. It's the way things were working in my life at the time. You know, he said, you did. I said, he said, you didn't get married. I said, I did. Look at this. Look at this. And he looked at my wife. He said, he said, when'd you get married? I said, about like 5, 10, 15 minutes ago. And he looked at her and looked at me and said, well, I guess that's the best you can do in 15 minutes. <laughs> to me. He said, now you. <laughs> Tell me, you're doing good. <laughs> you can jump in any time, baby, and help me out. <laughs> but it's the truth. Thank you very much for that support there, my friend. <laughs> I know Denise, I thought that was your friend. He was. <laughs> Sharing the love. Let's keep on going. How about this? What about your gift? What is it that God's put in you that he hasn't put in anybody else or maybe a different version of that in your life that you can turn around and be a blessing to somebody? Well, I don't know what my gift is. You seek the Lord. He's given you a gift. Maybe it's listening. Maybe it's learning. Maybe it's teaching. Maybe it's praying. Maybe it's just being an encouragement. But I'm going to tell you what. God has placed something in your life for a time such as this so that you can be a difference maker in this generation. You know? I hear people say, oh, you, you, oh, you know what God's called you to do. I do. It took me 30 years to listen. But you know what? God is still faithful. I want want you all to hear this. Just because your gift looks different than somebody else does not mean that it is any less important. Just because you might not be in the front doesn't mean that you're last. 
I tried to make sure, and I'll do it again. I said it before we start. I appreciate everybody in this room, people online and everything else. There's people that give and donate that's never stepped in this room because they believe in the message of the gospel that we preach so that we can go and take it further. And further. I thank you for that. Let me tell you, there's people that clean up, they straighten up, they pray up, they do all these things, they encourage all that. Never, ever think that you don't bring something amazing to the table because God is in you and you're bringing a piece of him in to that unified body of Christ. And that's my prayer. Look at that. How about that? Now, here's one. You get to bring the testimony. I know it's old, but it's true. Ain't no testimony without a test. Whoo! How many people would like to skip test day? Opt out. Yeah. In school, do they still do that? You can opt out? I mean, you could, if you get a good grade on this test, you ain't got to take the other test? I never got that. <laughs> I never got that at all. I heard Jesse and him did, so that's why I was asking. Well, if I pass all this, I'll get an A on this. I don't have to take that. I was like, really? I wish I'd have known that. I'd have got a better seat. No, I'm teasing. This is, the reason I tell you these things is because if God would use my life, he'll use anybody's life. It's comical to me. It is comical to me that the Lord would give us a platform to share the good news because you know what? The only way I qualify and we qualify is through Christ. We qualify in Christ. People say, you get nervous about that? Not really, not anymore. There's some things you get a little edgy, you know, you get excited about and maybe thinking about. But you know, why am I going to get nervous about Because I know who sent me. I know what the message is. I'm bringing it on. We were eating the other day and the guy said, hey, 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 you got a minute? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I know this guy from somewhere. He said, hey, look, look, uh, we got a thing on Sundays and, and, and we got a lot of kids coming in there, sometimes 70, 80 kids. We'd love you to speak. I almost choked on my chopped steak. I said, yeah, bring it on. If I get an opportunity to share the good news, I don't care, man. I really love sharing Jesus because it's life-changing. Do you like seeing somebody rescued? How many people watch the different TV shows and stuff like that? They got all stuff on, and they pull the guy out of the fire and everything else, and you're like, yeah, you're standing up, the dog's barking, everybody's going, that's awesome. How much more for somebody to be rescued from hell? And you might just be the one with the ladder. You might be the one with the word. You might be the one to come on. Come on. Come on. How about that? That's your testimony. And like I said, sometimes sharing different things in our life is difficult. Sometimes God is working things in there, and there's a time and place for all that. That doesn't mean when you share your testimony, you've got to tell everybody how all the It's not about what you did. It's about what God brought you through. God should get the glory in your testimony. It's him. All the power goes to him. All the glory goes to him. Hey, he's the one that did it. He's the one that's, that's, that's worked in our life. And that's something we can share. Everybody say amen. So everybody's got something to share today, right? Yeah. You got something to share today. All right. What about this? We're cleaning the closets, right? But sometimes, you know, there's, there's some things that need to stay. Some foundational things. We need to stay in on the word here. Look at this. I love this scripture right here. I'll read it for us. Colossians 3, 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Man, do you see much of that today? In pockets. What would it look like if we clothed ourselves with all that? We're the church people. We should look like Jesus. We really should. And if we don't, we need to make some adjustments in our life. You don't have to do it alone. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, his spirit comes in our life and guides us and leads us and whispers to us and nudges us and continues to hold us up and, and gives us power on high. And that's what we're looking at today. You know, one of the things out of this right here I think I just love the most is this, is compassion. It means a concern for the suffering or misfortunes of others. I see this with our church family a lot. I'm not saying we do everything perfect, but I'm going to tell you what. I see compassion in my brothers and sisters like I've never seen before, and I'm grateful for that. And let me tell you why. You know, you know that's a really true sign God's working in your life. Because usually everybody is worried about their self. But when you take time and you're compassionate about the concerns and suffering and misfortunes of others, that's showing me that God is at work in your life. If you don't care about anything else or anybody else or anything else like that, you might want to check yourself. 
Because last time I looked, it's not always about you. It's always about Jesus. Amen. But I tell you what, when you make it about Jesus, you see how much he makes it about you. That's amazing. It's just amazing. I was going through the line the other day. I was at the hospital down there. I was talking to one of my friends back there. She's been there a long time, and she's cooking and everything else. And I come in there, and she said, baby, you look tired. I said, I am. Stop serving. Stop doing. Come around. Boom, give me a big hug. It's going to be all right. Compassion. Taking a little time. Were they busy? Yeah. Did she take time? Yeah. Many people taking time around here. I appreciate all of it. But you know what? That's another way to spell love. T-I-M-E. You got to fix everything. You ain't got to know all the answers. Just tell somebody, say, hey, you know what? Love you. You know what? It's going to be all right. You know what? It's going to be okay. Compassion. How about this? I'm going to break a few of these things down there. When you think about kindness... It's so many things that run through my mind when I think about kindness because to me, the second cousin of kindness is really thoughtfulness. Thoughtfulness. I don't believe, I'm just thinking this through my mind here a little bit, and the Lord will show me a few things. I don't know if you can have kindness without thoughtfulness. You not have a very deep layer of it. But when you're thoughtful, kindness rises up and is poured out on others. You see that? Somebody's thinking about you when you're not thinking about anything else. You're not thinking about that. Somebody's praying for you and, 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 and looking out for you and you haven't even given another thought. Kindness and thoughtfulness. What is God calling us to today and this week to be mindful of and to be thoughtful about? Hey, before we know it, it's going to be Thanksgiving. We think about thankfulness. We'll probably do some messages on that. You ain't got to wait till the turkey comes out to be thankful. Amen. You can be thankful today. And with thankfulness, I believe, comes thoughtfulness. And it's shown in kindness to others. And you know what I see there? I believe you see the fingerprints of God. We talked about this as one of our Bible studies not too long ago, and I won't linger on to here too much. Humility. A lot of times people think humility is being weak. Let me tell you what I think is actually being strong. We're not being strong in our own power. We're being strong in that of the Lord. Being humble doesn't mean being weak to me. This is my definition in my life. It means putting God first in my life and putting God in the proper place in my life. Realizing anything good in my life is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Anything going on in my life that is, is a plus is because God has blessed me in that area of my life. How about you? How about you? Sometimes I think, how can you take credit for this when you know God did it? And then I start laughing, because then when something goes really big and goes really good, and they go, whoa, look what you did. I go, you're crazy. That was God. And had nothing to do with it, man. I was just trusting. I was just holding on. How'd you figure that out? I was praying. <laughs> you know, how, how did this work out here? Hey, because God is God. You ready for this? This has been going around in my head all week. Our God, my God, our God is not a halfway God. He did not go halfway to the cross. He didn't come halfway out the ground. He didn't give you half of the Holy Spirit. We get the full measure. He is my portion. He is my rock. He is my salvation. So you've got to remind yourself of these things when you're going through the band. When that water's coming in your boat, you better know him. You better be grabbing hold of it. And I think about past messages, and I think about things that we've done, and, and read some of the Psalms, and I think of all this stuff, and I think, Lord, how many people have ever had a business partner? Sometimes you have a really good business partner, and sometimes you have a really poor business partner. Maybe just some, maybe a teammate or whatever. I am not lowering what I'm getting to, please. I'm just using this. God is so much more than our partner. Right? He's our father. He's not going nowhere. I think sometimes in my life, man, Lord, if I was you, which I'm not, <laughs> right? But if I was in a situation like that, you didn't get a very good deal on me. How about that? 
At the end of the day, right? Let's, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be real transparent. At the end of the day, guess what? When I take my last breath here, I walk into glory just like anybody else who put their faith and trust in there, and I get Jesus. Woo! And he gives me. But he sees something in me that I don't see. He sees something in you that you don't see right now. He sees something that you can be as you're going. And even if you didn't, anything didn't turn out like you think or I think or whatever, your hair sticking up and you make bad decisions, his grace and his love and his mercy is poured on us and showered on us. That'll get you up in the morning with a smile on your face. Not too many mornings I wake up like this. Because what I try to do is renew my mind each night when I go to bed. With the word of God and the promises of God. That way, even though I'm asleep, the spirit of, my spirit is, is still clicking, still going, right? God's not, God's not taking nap time. He's not on the throne going like this, right? He's working and cultivating things in our life and working in our life so that we could, we could be overcomers, right? That we could beat this, that we could come out on this, that we can have victory. And even if the victory doesn't look like you had written it down, thought it was going to look like, it's victory nonetheless if you hold the course with the Lord. He's not going anywhere. How did Jesus deal with people? If you want to be a mirror of Christ, right? How did he deal with people? By the time he was getting ready to get sold out and sold for 30 pieces of silver, which is the going rate for a slave, right? He's washing the disciples' feet. You know if it was you and me, we take that and we get over to Jews, you take that big toe and... Somebody help me. You know you would. You know you would. Say, oh, I'm sorry. That's good. I'll tell you what. I'm just, I'm just trying to straighten this out. Probably would. But as God works in us, we have to come more like him. Humbly. Comes as a, it comes as a, as, a, as a ransom to pay our sin debt in full. Wow. That's the picture. That's the deal. That's some, let me ask you this. Have you ever had somebody wash your feet? I'm not talking about at a doctor's office. I'm talking about at a church service. It's a humbling thing. Man. Somebody to take that, that, that of a servant. See, that's what they did. Back then, they, they didn't have all these, you know, fancy shoes, everything. They walked, and everywhere they went was dirt roads, and they had calluses and bumps and bruises and ingrown toenails and everything else. Oh, y'all going like this. It's funny. You ever watch a TV, and you watch something, you see something, and you start doing this? That's exactly what y'all were doing. <laughs> so I know you were listening. And their feet all messed up and everything else. And you come in there and that, that servant would wash their feet. Y'all remember the lady that comes in and busts a bottle of perfume? Jesus' feet. Washes his feet with her tears. Dries his feet with, with, with her, her hair. Pouring out. Seeing the big picture. See, that's a heart that's broken. That's a heart that's humble. That's a heart that's following in the footsteps of Jesus. Let me tell you what. Being humble ain't no problem. It's getting there. And God will help you. Gentleness. Woo! Only got a couple more. Everybody doing good so far? I love it. Look at this. I said, being gentle doesn't mean being a pushover. We see Jesus respond to the woman caught in adultery with, with gentleness. If you want to look that up, that's in John 8, uh, 1 through 11. He never glossed over her sin, but he gave her a remedy because he was the Savior. How, how did he deal with that? See, they were trying to put Jesus in the crosshair. They were trying to say, well, if he stones her, then we got him on this. And if he don't, and then he's soft on sin. See, that's what the world wants to do. But what did he did? He blew him away. He goes down, starts writing in the sand. Wouldn't you love to know what he said there? One day we will. I've heard a lot of people, uh, Bible scholars, say a lot of different things. I don't know what it is, but I know one thing. The Bible says each person, he says, hey, look, whoever's in here without sin, you go ahead and cast the first stone. And it said that people left one by one oldest to the youngest. And I always thought that was, this is just me thinking, the longer I live, the more I realize I need Jesus, right? <laughs> Longer I live, you know? You should realize that early on, and the sooner is better, but I'm just saying, the more time goes by in my life, I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Another day of grace, another day of mercy, another day of your gentleness. What else does he do? I've got a couple of more here I want to share with you. 
We showed some more gentleness in Psalm 23. As the shepherd, he restores our soul. He comes on down here, I had another one. Proverbs 15, 1. He shows us gentleness when he says, in God's word it says, that a gentle answer turns away wrath. Ever notice that? You want to diffuse something? A gentle answer. I'm going to bring it on home with this here. Patience. How many people have patience? Hurry up, put your hand up. Y'all catch that? I was just wondering if I still had you there. Patience is tough sometimes. We love to receive it, but it's tough coming out of the pocket with it, isn't it? Oh, man, we want it done. We want it done. We want it now. I can't believe. You ever said that? I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. Guess what? Believe it. You know what you can believe? That Jesus loves you. That Jesus is for you. That he died for your sins and rose on the third day. I said, I, I looked through this here and I said, man, when I think about people that were patient, I think about Abraham and Sarah. That was a long haul, wasn't it? A long haul. What about David? It was a long way from out there with the, with the sheep to the palace, right? But he held the course. Maybe God's given you a word. Maybe God's given you something in your spirit and you haven't seen it come to, to the fullness. Keep hanging in. What about Hannah? Wanted that baby, cried out to God. God blesses her with Samuel. You know what Samuel means? Heard by God. Whoo! Heard by God. It's funny, I called Jesse yesterday. I said, where you at? He said, I'm hanging out with Hannah and, and Sam. <laughs> I said, I thought you might be. That's his, his friends. And I said, let me tell you, I got a little Bible trivia for Sam. I bet you Sam was going, heard by God. Heard by God. And I just shared that with him. Isn't that pretty amazing? But you know what? When God hears our prayers, but are we patient and are we holding on to the truth as we go through? Hey, look, we know it's tough. We know there's some days that we just want to, to start fresh again, right? We just like, man, if I could just play that tape one more time. I can do that, but it doesn't work that way. So take what God's given you today. Clean up what you've got to clean up. Share what you can share. And hold on to the foundation of Jesus Christ. I'm going to close out with this here. I'm going to read this scripture again. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Man. All we need to hear the heart of God is to open our Bibles and read the word of God. If you want to know what God's take is on it, read his word. That doesn't change. It transforms us. Be a student of the word. Walk in victory that Christ provides. And I said, hey, sometimes we just have to stand firm and rely on God. We just keep pressing to the mark. We keep looking up and we keep trusting God. So no matter where you're at in here today or when you listen to this, I'm going to ask you to share the message. No matter what you got going on, know this. God is faithful and God is reliable. That's not just lip service. And when you're in the storm, remember this. I never leave you and I never forsake you. He's our portion. He's our strong tower. And sometimes you just got to speak it. Sometimes you just got to receive it. Because I'm going to tell you what, sometimes it gets dark out there. But the word is a lamp unto my feet. That's what I'm talking about. Don't leave your Bibles closed. Open the word of God up and realize that it's God's love letter written, written to us. And let me tell you something else. It is a good report, my friend. It is a good report. We win in Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you so much today for all you've done and how you've just worked in our families and how you're working right now. And even when we don't understand everything going on, we can rest in you. Father, you're faithful, you're gentle, you're kind. 
but you're all powerful. And you're true to your word. And when everything else is stripped away, nothing can separate us from your love. And so today, as I preach to myself and I preach to my friends and family, let it be your word that comes forth. Lord, I thank you for the compassion you show on our lives each and every day and the love that you share for us, in us, and through us. So today, Lord, I want to share some of that love by sharing the greatest love story ever told. It's the gospel. Friends, if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, today's your time. Today's the day. Don't put it off another day. You say, why do I need Jesus? Why do I need Jesus? I'm a nice guy. Well, the Bible says all is sin and falls short of God's perfect standard. We have transgressed. We have broke the law, God's perfect and holy law with our sin. And the penalty for that is death. But God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son and says that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus came as a ransom. He came to pay our sin debt in full. We could not pay it. It took a perfect sacrifice and his name is Jesus. Because we broke God's law. God himself in human flesh came and paid it in full and that of Jesus Christ for each one of us. Do you believe it? Will you receive it? Will you share it? And will you live it? The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm not talking about mumbling a prayer. I'm not talking hitting a checkbox. I'm talking about doing business with God and turning from our sin. That means repent. Turn from our sin and turn to God and call on the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord is faithful. He said while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And everybody said, Amen. If you listen today, I ask you to share the message. I hope that it touched your heart. Be encouraged with the word of the Lord. We love you and we will see you. Amen.